Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released, then happy Thanksgiving if you live in the U.S. And if you're in Canada or another country, then you kind of get to come along for the ride today. But I think what we'll talk about will still be helpful for you as the weeks ahead um, bring the holiday season. So, Shana, before we get started, I have a story to tell you. Can I tell you a story? Please. Okay. I, this is, this is really funny. So please feel free to laugh. Um, I woke up this morning after having very little sleep and I had like maybe 45 minutes where I got into a deep sleep and I was dreaming that I was at an event, a chiropractic event. And I was a speaker, but I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, it was kind of like I just landed there. Like, here I am at this event. I'm supposed to be speaking. I have no idea what I'm talking about or when exactly I am talking in the lineup. And I noticed that it was about every five minutes that another speaker would hop up on stage and kind of like quickly give their talk. And then the next person would go. And so every five minutes I'm looking around like, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Nope, not yet. And then someone finishes their speech and everyone's kind of like pausing and waiting. And I was like, oh, it must be my turn. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. So I kind of look around and notice that the room is starting to thin out a bit and people are congregating in this like hall outside of the the big room that the presentation was happening in. So I thought, interesting, everybody is outside and they all sound like they're having this great time out there. How could we get them back in and get them engaged? And so I asked everyone in the room, if, if I gave them $50 a head, would they be willing to go out into the hall and grab people and bring them back into this room? <laughs> and, and I was like, now I'm not really giving you $50, but let's just play this game and see what happens. And people were like jumping out of their seats, running out into the hall, grabbing people, bringing them in. And as this is happening, I'm like, this is so interesting. I'm watching this going on and I'm thinking, this is what we do in our practices. <laughs> we go out there and we get people and we bring them in, right? And because I've incentivized this in a, in a game, essentially, not even real life, everybody is happily partaking and they're all having a great time. And I just thought, well, what if we looked at marketing our practices like this? And so everybody's like coming back in and I'm yelling at everyone, like sit down and be quiet. <laughs> now, I want everyone to listen to me. Look at what just happened here. You filled up this room full of people because I told you that I'd give you $50 per person that you brought into this room. Now, you know, I'm not really, was you got them out of their own head, <laughs> right. right? If we could all just get out of our own heads. And I, mean? and I told them, I'm not really giving you $50, but they were so willing to play the game anyway, because it was just a game. They were just having fun, Yeah. but the whole thing unfolded. And I woke up and I was like, 
I like, I want to yell. I want to scream. <laughs> I was so pumped up. It was so silly and so funny. Um, but I just thought, oh my gosh, that dream was so awesome. <laughs> Why couldn't we just allow growing our practices to be fun? Yeah. And really, I think when we're telling the story, right, when you just focus on telling the story, telling what you love about chiropractic, letting your passion come through without the worry of, will they like me? Will they think I'm too pushy? What if I can't help them? I'm not sure what I'm doing, you know, all those kinds of things. If you just got out and told the story, you know, like, I just bought the greatest pair of black skinny jeans. And I'm so excited because they're Levi's, which I didn't think they made stretchy pants, but it's been probably 25 years since I bought a pair of Levi's and I found them at Walmart and they were a great price and they fit me perfectly. Like I'm looking at myself and going, holy smokes, I love these pants because they make my bum look really good. And that's, you know, at this stage of my life, that's a feat in and of itself. I've already told like five people about these amazing pants that I found at Walmart and they're Levi's and they fit and they're awesome. If we could have that kind of um, enthusiasm, I just saw the movie A Star is Born. I've already told probably like eight people, you have to go see this movie. That's the way we need to be about our practices because really like you have to get adjusted. You have to see a chiropractor. It's life-changing. And when we can speak like that and just dig back into what excited us initially about chiropractic, that markets itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the dream's not related to what we're talking about in today's episode, but I just thought it was fun. And I really felt inspired to share it with like the whole world when I woke up this morning. <laughs> well, it's related to the whole point of this podcast though, right? Which is to help women chiropractors live their dream, really. Yeah. And just make it easier. You know, like life and practice, especially over the last couple of weeks of, of listening to a lot of women in chiropractic share their stories and their struggles, I have just felt like, gosh, can we just allow this to be easy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're heading into a season where typically women just go right over the edge because we've got not only the usual stresses and pressures of family life and practice life and managing all that we manage on a regular basis. But now on top of that, we have the holidays. So this episode is designed to help all of you take some of the things that are swirling around in your heads that will stress you over the next five to six weeks and get them down on paper and organize your thoughts so that you can, basically it's gonna be like a great big dump list where we can talk about some things that typically Uh, Well, just become really frustrating and stressful and irritating for moms around the holidays. And we're going to help you organize your thoughts so that you can just get them out of your head and not have to deal with the stress of things kind of up there and you being afraid you're going to forget something or just that feeling of, I just can't feel on top of it all. We are going to help you feel on top of it all by the end of this podcast. (laughs) So we have this acronym that we use in Aligned Women, D-A-D, Delegate, Automate, Delete. And as you listen to some of the things that we'll talk about today, I think it's important to keep that in your mind that there will be things that will ask you, how can you delegate these to someone else? How can you automate them? How Maybe can you consider just deleting it? So um, Shauna, where are we starting? Goodness. Well, 
why don't we just start with, um, why don't we start with starting to plan out your gift list? Because most of us are going to go absolutely nutty trying to think of all the people that we have to buy gifts for. And one of the things that I found so helpful about, I think probably about 10 years ago, was I started to create an organized system of keeping track from year to year of all the people that I have to buy gifts for. And if you don't have something specifically written down for that, a system that you use, this, is, this would be the automation part of gift giving because some of it you can delegate, but you can't delete it. So best thing you can do is automate it. So what I want you to do at the end of this podcast is sit down and think of every single person in your family who needs a gift from you or from sometimes you're responsible for buying gifts for people. Like we have to buy gifts for our kids from, um, from my husband's mother, for example, and sometimes from his aunt. So Sometimes we are given the responsibility of buying gifts for other people. So anyone that you have to buy a gift for, think about, well, obviously, first of all, your immediate family, your spouse, your kids, uh, your parents, brothers, sisters, and then any extended family that you buy gifts for, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, anything like that. But the stuff that tends to sneak up on me and bite me in the bum uh, toward the end of December or toward Christmas time is people like school secretaries, um, teachers, childcare workers or babysitters, um, coaches, music teachers, that kind of thing, uh, sports activities coordinators, bus drivers is another one. So anybody like that Get it down on a list. Think about your office too. So if you have team and you buy gifts for them, make sure you put down exactly who you need to buy for. Um, We source out, I don't do x-rays in my office myself. So I actually source out my x-rays to the local imaging place. And when I was in there yesterday, they were just so helpful with something that is going to make my life so much easier. And as I was walking out, first thing I thought of is I need to make sure I get these ladies a gift for Christmas. So think about all of those people in your life. Are there patients that have been massive for referrals this year that you want to gift extra at Christmas time? Those kinds of things. The people that you pretty much have to gift every single year. So maybe patients wouldn't fall into that, but everybody else does. Get them down on a list so that now you don't have to worry about, will I remember them? That's one thing that you can automate. I think you can take it a step further and automate in advance for the years ahead by keeping your list saved in a digital place. Or if this works for you, then maybe you have like a notebook, then you know that you'll be able to find it easily next year when the holidays come around. But keeping that list so that when 2019 holiday season comes around, you can just pull that list up, review it, take off anyone that you no longer need to buy a gift for, add anyone new that's come into your life, and voila, you have an automated list. I actually have mine in a digital file on my computer, and I have it in a table format. So I actually have all the people that we need to buy for. When I say we, I'm talking my husband and I, because I, I don't do all the, the gift buying myself. I delegate some of it to my husband. Um, so I actually have it in a table form. I have each of the names down one column, and then I have a space for the gift idea. And then I have another column for a check mark. So when it's bought, I can check it off and I know that it's done. 
That's awesome. Something I did a couple of years ago to help me automate the gift giving process a bit more, because I was noticing that there were people that I should, in air quotes, have gifts for that I didn't even realize I should have gifts for. And I felt like a big ding dong. Like so a- the next um, people at the kids' school, which mm. school is not a factor for us right now, but it, it'll still come up, right? Like the man that um, picks up our trash on Tuesdays, he's always really awesome. Like he, if I put out a whole heap of extra stuff, he's just like, hey, no problem. Got it. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> he's always super friendly. Like that's someone that I would, I would love to bless with a Christmas gift, yeah. um, but I might not think to have him on my list until the moment where I'm like, Oh, it's Christmas week and he's here and he's awesome. And I should be handing him something right now. What I did is I created cards that were kind of generic, if you will, like happy holidays from the Eatons. And I put gift cards in them. So a gift card to like Target or Starbucks, something that's pretty welcomed by anyone. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that is an example. It's a great example of automation because there, honestly, there are people that you can give them the same gift every year, like a bus driver, for example, Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, a music teacher, a gift card to a music store or something like that. A card and a gift card is awesome. And that's something that you can automate and you just, you just kind of know. And the other thing too, along those lines is I like to think of different stores or different products within a store that are kind of, they're good go-to products. So we have, um, we have a local company here. They create a product called fractals and fractals are, it is the most delicious candy you have (laughs) ever had in your life. I promise you it's chocolate with some nuts and toffee and it's put together in a way that we actually call it crackdles because it's like crack. Once you start eating it, you (laughs) cannot stop. It's so good. And so there's a store here in town that sells fractals. So that for me, that's a good go-to gift for, you know, when I'm just thinking last minute, I need to get so-and-so something fractals. I know I can get that. They have them at different price points or there's also a, like kind of a local, it would be like a Starbucks, except it's just a local one kind of shop. They have high quality organic coffees and teas and lovely products. You can buy beeswax candles and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's another place where I know that I can go and I can put together a small gift really quickly and really easily and bless that local business with my business. So mm-hmm. having a couple of places where you know you can get something at a certain price point if something comes up kind of last minute, an invitation to a party that you weren't expecting or just something like that, those are always really helpful to have in your back pocket. Yeah, great ideas. I am taking mental notes now as we're talking about this to, to prepare myself for the upcoming holiday season. Okay, so gift giving. Um, another thing that we had talked about was planning out your holiday event for your own team and your practice and making sure that you've got it on your schedule. And of course, inviting everyone that you would want to be there for the events. Yeah. So we just booked, so this would have been in October. We booked our team holiday party for December because, you know, people already have stuff on their calendars. And if, especially if you have spouses that have corporate events, it's really important that you plan that kind of thing early 
and you have an idea of what you want in mind and you get it on the calendar really as early as you possibly can to give people lots of time to get it, to get your thing on their calendar first. We have a Christmas party here at our home every year for friends, mostly friends, some families sometimes comes, um, but it's an adults only party. We, we have our kids taken care of by someone else that evening and everyone else follows suit. So all of our friends that have kids get sitters for the night or they send their kids to grandparents' houses. And I'll tell you, as we get older <laughs> and our kids get older and we have more of them and our friends have more kids, um, I find that we have to let people know further and further and further in advance mm-hmm. of the date of our Christmas party, even though we've done it. Well, my husband has done this party since before we were a couple I would say it's been, let's see, this will be my eighth or ninth with him. So he's probably done this party for like 15 years, maybe longer. And it's always the first Saturday of December. Yet we always have to let people know at least six weeks in advance because they have so many other things going on. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, advance notice, but also thinking about what is it that you're going to do this year? You know, a lot of you, your teams have grown tremendously over the last year. So you may need to be rethinking what is your holiday event going to look like? What makes sense? Um, Especially if you've added a bunch of team members, you know, if you had done a, like a dinner at your house before, it might be something that now you need to do a restaurant or have a catered event or something like that. But really think through, how do I do an event that celebrates my team and celebrates the year and celebrates my gratitude for what they do, but in a way that is going to be, I don't mean this to sound the way it's going to come off, but as little hassle for me as possible. I don't need another whole project to take on the middle of December or the beginning of December. So how can I do it in a way that's going to be easy? So it might be contacting a local restaurant, prepping a, a, a preset menu ahead of time. So have a vegetarian option and a meat option and a fish option or something like that. Give them a budget. You know, I'm looking for $20 a plate or I'm looking for $16 a plate or whatever it is. And I would like everybody to be able to have a glass of wine. Get a price on it, approve a menu ahead of time, and then it's done. And then when people get there, they're going to know that they have a choice between this or this. It's all sort of taken care of by the restaurant or whatever that is. We decided this year as a kind of a throwback to stuff we used to do way, way, way back. Like probably 10 years ago, we used to do a team party at our home that is a potluck. And we haven't done it for years because, again, as the team grew, we just decided to do it at restaurants. But I found... I don't know why. I just feel like this year, I want that sense of family and home and coziness that having something in our house provides. And it was funny when I brought up the idea of what what would you think about doing this? Again, we haven't done it for a long time. Everybody loved the idea. And the team right off the bat said, can we make it a potluck? Can we bring things? Awesome. So whatever that's going to be for you, Think it through and figure out how can you do it in a way that doesn't add yet another project to your plate. One of the docs that I work with one-to-one in coaching, she has a new 
team member who is very skilled at organizing events. So she decided to just create a budget and hand the budget over to that team member and let her um, essentially choose what the holiday event for their team would be. That's cool. Total delegation. (laughs) That takes trust. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that the practice owner has the final say in what happens, but she also trusts that whatever her assistant plans is going to be awesome and probably trusts her plan more than her own plan, if that makes sense. Like she's probably more confident in what the other person would plan than what she would plan for the staff herself. You know, that's funny. I would never have thought of that, but when I think about our own assistant, I would totally trust her to do something like that. She would love it. She would be great at it. It just never occurred to me to do that. But I bet you most of us have somebody on our team who's really good at that, which is part of the reason why they're often great team members, because it takes a lot of organization to run an office. So that might be something to consider. I love it. I love that idea. I might just do that for next year. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we've talked about gift giving and now also events and planning events for your staff and and your team. Mm -hmm. What's next? Let's talk about outsourcing because I think both of those things, there is a lot of possibility for outsourcing in those. So why don't we just get right to that? This would be in the delegating portion of the DAD acronym. Um, Think about all the different things that you can outsource. So Danielle just mentioned outsourcing an entire team party. That would be very, very cool. Things, other things that I have outsourced are holiday baking. So I don't mind holiday baking, but there have been years where I've just had so much going on that the idea of holiday baking is more of a duty than it is uh, something I really want to do and have the time to do with my kids. It's something, it's an activity that I love doing with my kids when they want to do it. But other than that, I don't eat it most of the time. I don't like having it in the house. So I would actually prefer to outsource that. So if I know that I have a certain number of parties on my calendar and I know that I need to bring something to each of those parties, or for example, your kids will likely have holiday parties if they're in school, those kinds of things, that's where it's great if you can find someone in your neighborhood. Like lots of teenagers love to bake. My daughter now, who's 14, she loves to bake and she makes awesome cupcakes. So I might just outsource the the holiday cookies and cupcake making to her this year. So that's something that can be outsourced. Uh, We were talking about lights around the house. Like, I don't know whether if you live in a Southern climate, lighting the house is a big deal, but when you live in Northern climates where there's snow and there's icicles and all that, lighting the house and the trees around the house is usually a big deal. And I find every year houses get a little bit more elaborate. So a lot of people are outsourcing that job to a local landscaping company, or there are actual tree lighting companies that will come and do it. Um, And especially if you have a high roof or a high pitch roof, like Danielle and I both do, it's probably a safer thing for you to pay somebody else to do than you to to take a chance on hurting yourself and injuring yourself and doing yourself. So that's something that can be outsourced. What else can we outsource, Danielle? I'm drawing a blank. (laughs) Oh, I know. Childcare. Oh, yes. Yeah, so for all the parties that you need to go to, you're going to need some kind of babysitting if it's not a family event. So line... Line your childcare up ahead of time. And, you know, we've talked about this, I think, in other episodes. 
and I've, I have been just, again, in, in working with some of you who are clients or mastermind clients, I have found myself many times over the last two weeks recommending to people, get yourself a group of people who are potential babysitters or childcare providers for you. So it could be, you know, the grandma who lives across the street. It could be a college age neighbor. It could be a local teenager, but get a list of all the people who do any kind of babysitting, figure out the best way that they like to be contacted. And I'm thinking in particular texting and figure out all the dates that you think you're going to need childcare. And instead of calling sort of from one to the next to the next and having to, from having to wait for them to get back to you, start sending out group messages to all of your childcare providers saying, I need babysitting from this time to this time on this date and this date and this date who is available. And then, you know, when you do it as sort of a group message, they can all see who's messaging back. You know, they can see someone who says, well, I can't do the 12th, but I can do the one on the 16th. And then someone else can say, well, I can do the 12th for you. And get that in line ahead of time. And again, that becomes the automated part of this process where you just send out one message to a bunch of people and then you let the messages come back in. But outsourcing that ahead of time is really good. And make sure you have backups because I always found in December, there was always at least one party where we'd have childcare lined up and the babysitter ended up sick. And then we, if we didn't have someone we could call on, you know, two hours beforehand that could come, we were home for the night. Mm. So make sure you have some backup there. I just had something in my mind that I was like, oh, and this, and now it's gone. Was it gift wrapping or gift buying? Oh, it was house cleaning. (laughs) Yes, that's a good one. That is a great one. Everyone wants to have their house spick and span before the family comes over for Christmas dinner. Please, ladies, do not do this yourself. Unless you find house cleaning really relaxing and calming and puts you in a Zen state, find yourself a house cleaner. This would be a great time. And, you know, I promise you, if you don't do it regularly now and then you do it for this, you will have a hard time going back to cleaning your own house after. You'll find it much easier to continue having a cleaning lady once you've done it once. So Very much so. Yes. This was something that when we moved to our new house, I was like adamant. Like when we moved to this new house, it's going to stay clean, but I'm not going to be the one that's going to clean it all the time. And I've just really, it like stretched my boundary at first to have someone else cleaning my house. And first, in fact, the first time or two, I would be here in my office and I'd hear her cleaning and I'm like, I should go help, but I'm paying her to do that work. It's okay for me to be here doing my own work and cleaning the house is not an income producing activity for me. So when you think like an entrepreneur, you can let yourself see that it's okay to let someone else clean your house. It's not your zone of genius. It's awesome. But I think especially right now in the holiday season, if you've got parties and you want your house to be they can stand for the parties, please let someone else do that for you. Mm-hmm. It feels so wonderful. Before and if you're having and after, by the way. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and if you're having a hard time wrapping your head around having your house cleaned to the point where it's going to be a barrier and you won't do it, just have somebody come in to clean the main parts of your house, your main floor, your kitchen, your bathroom, your living room or dining room or whatever the case is, like the main things that people see. If you cannot imagine having somebody clean your bedrooms and that kind of stuff fine just have them do the main parts the parts that everybody sees and um yeah it's 
It's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so gift wrapping or buying. There are, <laughs> there are um, charity setups in the mall. I'm sure it's the same where you guys are as it is up here in Canada, but you will often find Big Brothers and Sisters or the Scouts or the Hospital Foundations. They set up an area in the mall where you can bring your purchases you, you know, you just put post-its on them, who it's to and who it's from, and you pay them a certain amount, the amount goes to charity, and they do your gift wrapping for you. So something like that can be awesome because I know for me, gift wrapping, it can take a long time. I tend to do it in, you know, little spurts where I'll sit down and I'll watch a movie and do my gift wrapping. But, um, you know, if I'm pressed for time, I have done this once in the past and it was really cool. And it, it feels good when you know that you're doing something like this and it's going to charity. So if that's something you hate doing, I promise you, you'll be able to find something like that around the holidays. And the other thing is there are people who will go out and buy gifts for you. So those gifts, the ones that don't require a really personal touch, like, uh, you know, your the house cleaner or the coaches or the music teachers or the great aunties or the, you know, distant cousin on your husband's side who you barely know, but you have to get this gift for. You can make lists for people who do this professionally and have it done. If that's something that helps the outsourcing, again, we're just throwing ideas out there for a lot of you. You're going to say, no, that's not for me. But for some of you, you're going to be like, I could do that. That's totally cool. So we're just sort of spitballing ideas, but that is something that a lot of people are beginning to outsource now. What else, Dr. Danielle? What else do we need to be thinking about? Oh, gosh. You know, I think um, coming back to the acronym, delegating, automating, deleting, one of the things that we haven't really talked about is deleting. <laughs> For me, I find it sometimes that the holiday season brings up a lot of expectations that we should do certain things or do them a certain way. And I sometimes just find it more peaceful for myself to just let go of the expectation that I should be doing things a certain way. Mm. Like that I should have the gifts wrapped beautifully with bows or um, that I should have, I don't know, like homemade everything for the party. I just delegate the food to, to a local restaurant and let them deliver it. And voila, here's our food for the party. <laughs> so yeah. I let go of the expectation that it should look like Pinterest in our house when people arrive for the party. But that's really yeah. important to me. I, I honestly feel like I spent a lot of time like being wrapped up in the expectations of what things should look like. And then at some point, I think this may have even been before I had kids. I just was like, you know what, what are all these expectations for in the first place? Like, do they really feel good to me? And do I feel good upholding all, all these expectations or can I just let some of them go? That is a great topic. You actually made me think of something. Uh, I went to a workshop at our church years and years ago. And one of the things they had us do was write down what our holiday traditions are in our house. So one of the things that I've noticed is that traditions are very important to our kids. They really hang their hat a lot on certain holiday traditions, not just at Christmas, but I'm thinking things like Easter and Thanksgiving. So we actually, the exercise we had to do was to go home and ask our families, you know, our spouses and children, what are the traditions that mean the most to you? 
And it really created a great conversation because first of all, I had a good idea of the things that, things that we do without me really thinking about it, that my kids really notice. Like they're not such a big thing for me. It's just kind of like, well, we do it because we've always done it. But for them, that was part of what made Christmas Christmas. So knowing, okay, this is really important to them. But then there were other things that I would say, well, what about this or what about that? And they kind of went, I don't know, why do we do that? So those are things that you can just get rid of. Like if you don't care about it and they don't care about it, you can delete those things. But that is a great conversation to have. And, you know, I really felt the value in it was realizing just how many family traditions that we had started without me realizing these are family traditions that my kids will likely continue when they're parents as well. So we need to continue them. But you're right, as far as deleting, it also showed me what didn't mean anything to anyone. So why are we still doing it? Well, the cool thing about traditions, though, is that it's essentially a form of automation. We do things because we've always done them and it's a part of the expectation. And there are definitely things that we do in in my family, my extended family as well, that are traditions. Um, One of them is that we go Christmas tree hunting at a Christmas tree farm and we cut down our own Christmas trees. Um, and that to me is like sacred. Like we don't miss that. We, (laughs) we always go and you are going to show up and you're going to love it. (laughs) And, um, and we make a whole day out of it now too. Like some, some years, especially before I had kids, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going, but now it's like like a whole big event that the kids are excited about doing. And so it's kind of the start of our, of our holiday season because we do it the weekend after Thanksgiving. Um, and we look forward to it. It's just fun. We love being outside, but there are definitely other things, you know, that I could say, um, we just, we've let go of, like, I used to have the expectation that we would go look at Christmas lights at a couple of the big displays around our area. And I started to see that the kids were not really all that into it, or they would just fall asleep in the car. And then, I thought this is kind of silly because now here we are two adults driving through this light display and neither one of us are really that impressed by it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So I like how that works into both automation and deleting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, one of the things, Oh, sorry. Why don't we transition next to talking about um, taking time off and and getting rest. Yeah, getting rest during the holiday season. A lot of the people that I've talked to over the last couple of weeks, letting them know that I'm taking the week between Christmas and New Year's off have said, oh, that's that's a great idea. Maybe I should do that too. Do you think I can do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do that. Do it if you want to do it. Yeah. And ideally, I think we would have our time off planned out maybe a year or so in advance. But the reality is that a lot of us don't. It's not too late though to take that time off if you decide that you want to. Yeah. And really think about if you're not used to taking time off, what is your practice like in those weeks between Christmas and New Year's? My husband and I originally started taking that time off in between because what we found was we would book a week or part of a week in the office and we'd have so many misses and cancellations because other people decided They were going to go skiing last minute, or they were going to go out of town and visit grandma, or they were going to do, or they just forgot because it's not, people are not in their regular routine. 
that it was frustrating for us. We weren't with our families and we just, we had this schedule that ended up being so off that it wasn't to us, it wasn't worth it. So we just shut down over the holidays and, you know, people have, people do have our cell phone numbers with strict instructions. You know, if it's an emergency, feel free to text us if we're around. Um, we do, we actually do have a notification that we are simply not available period between this date and this date because we're out of town at family and, or just, you know, away on holidays or whatever the case is. So that's, that was sort of a big aha for me when I kind of looked at my end of week sheet one year and went, holy smokes, look at the number of misses and cancellations and reschedules we have. That just ticked me right off. So after that, I stopped working between Christmas and New Year's. And then we have an extra week where the kids are off. So they actually get two full weeks off. It ends up being 17 days. Um, and then we just decide year by year based on the way Christmas falls and what we have planned, whether or not we're going to do any shifts in the office that second week, which would be the week after New Year's. You know, I think it's really important, though, to look at that information, to look at the history of your practice and the statistics. If you find that you do have a lot of cancellations in the holiday season, and then you feel resentful about having shown up to your practice and wasted your time there, (laughs) then maybe it's just a sign that you should be at home with your family instead. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of fear around shutting down the office over the holidays. And I think that's one thing that we both want you guys to know that you don't have to be afraid of taking time off to be with your family. Yes, people are going to fall and yes, people are going to hurt themselves. And some people are going to really miss their adjustments, but most people are just going to go about their holidays and they'll be happy to see you when they get back and you'll be refreshed and you'll feel so much better about your practice If fear is the thing that is holding you back from taking time off, then I'm going to really encourage you. This is the year that you need to do it. You need to step through that barrier of fear and see what it feels like to actually disconnect from the office for a significant period of time and realize that your patients will survive without you and they will come back to you in January. You know that saying that we have about, Um, women who are further along in their careers and have older children, they they never look back and say, gosh, I wish I had spent more time working. They always look back and say, I wish I had spent more time with my children when they were young. That applies here. Like our kids are only going to be in our homes for a certain number of years before they become adults and they leave and they move out. Fingers crossed, right? But we only have a certain number of years with them to have the holidays be this magical time with them that they, that they can be now. Um, so I don't want to miss out on that. I don't, I don't want to look back in 10 years from now and go, oh, geez, I wish I had been with them more during the holidays instead of working. Yeah. And the number of years that you have with your kids where you have that dedicated time, it goes by so quickly. It just goes by so quickly my oldest is in university and he just gets he gets just a little bit of time off now and his classes start right after new year's again so we have him home for not even quite a week by the time he has you know his own social stuff going on and his girlfriend and stuff that he wants to do he's not even with us for an entire week and then he's back to school again which is you know two three hours away from where we live so it and it's hard to imagine that 
you know, that young man was a little boy, not that to us, it just seemed like it was yesterday. So it really does go by quickly. So this brings up the subject of disconnecting. Think about it very carefully. How do you want to create boundaries around social media, around email, around all that stuff? Figure out what your rules are going to be and commit to following them, but disconnect and be fully present as much as you possibly can with your family. There is nothing wrong with not posting on Instagram for 17 days or 10 <laughs> days or two days, whatever it is. But try to remember not to live your life through the lens of your iPhone, but live your life fully present, not trying to record it, but just absorbing it and living it. And the only way that you can do that is by disconnecting for a time. So figure it out. And this is a conversation that's good to have with your husband and your kids if they're old enough to have their own devices. How are you as a family going to disconnect and be fully present as a family and create some rules and boundaries around it? And man, if you have to pretty much throw out your modem for a certain number of days, do it, hide it. We've done it before, but like in our world with teenagers in the house, it's the only way that you can actually force people to disconnect. And the magic that happens when you do it, it's phenomenal. Like it's phenomenal when you see kids who haven't read a book in years because they read Wattpad on their phones or, uh, you know, they're just always on Snapchat or whatever. When you actually see them picking up a, a Monopoly game or picking up a book to read or pulling out an old DVD of a movie you used to love watching together as a family, it's awesome. You know, Shauna, that brings me to an interesting point. As you and I have discussed taking the week between Christmas and New Year off, um, particularly for aligned women, that I'm wondering, what would it be like if we just announced in Mama Chiropractors and in our members community, we're closed for the whole week <laughs> and we wish you a happy holiday season. What's the worst that would happen? <laughs> Can we Maybe. close the internet? Can we close the web? <laughs> Maybe what would happen though is that everybody, like if we did it collectively in that way, everybody would feel a sense of, I don't know if it's safety or security, but like a less fear of missing out. I think that's what it is. Like less fear of missing out. If, if they know everybody else is not going to be there too. I like it. Well, that's a great idea. So if you're hearing this episode around the holiday time and it's not closed for the holidays, let us know in Mama Chiropractors. How do you feel about that? Like, what would you think if we just said from this date to this date, we will not be posting? Have a wonderful holiday and we will see you in the new year. How would that make you feel? I would really love to hear feedback from, yeah, yeah from the members on that because it's their community, you know? Um, yeah, but I would, I'd be inclined to say that Oh, this is just my guess. But everyone will be probably actually excited to do it. <laughs> but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, share share with us what your thoughts are and, and we can just kind of take it from there. Cool. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share? I feel like we're toward the end of our list here of things that we wanted to to say to help you organize your holiday extravaganzas. I think if we start with the end in mind, that's really the most important thing, you know, start with the end in mind being like, how do you want the holiday season to feel? Do you want it to be rushed and crazy? Or do you want to have a more peaceful, relaxed experience? 
through these next few weeks and choose how you want to feel and then do whatever will allow you to feel that way. Even if it feels like some of the things that we've talked about, like delegating gift buying or having someone else put the lights on your house, having someone else clean for you feel like they are outside of your comfort zone or outside of your budget right now. Maybe there's a way that you can get creative and trade time or trade services. Like there's where there's a will, there's a way. Right. For so sure. and once decide, you start thinking about it, that's when the universe opens up with the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, yes. there is one more thing that I wanted to share that I meant to mention it when we were first talking about gift giving way at the beginning, but this is one of the single biggest things that took the most amount of stress off me around the holidays because it was a financial stress. And this is it. Open up a separate account and call it a holiday account or a Christmas account or whatever the holiday is that you celebrate. We have a Christmas account. And one year, what I did was I collected all of our receipts for Christmas and I figured out, well, how much do we typically spend at Christmas time between the extra groceries, the holiday gifts, gifts for our kids, um, you know, Santa Claus pictures or whatever it is. I calculated the entire cost. I added 10% to it. And then I figured, okay, this, so say for example, it's $3,000. Then what I did was I divided out, well, divide that by 52 weeks. And I started an automatic payment starting January 1st. Every week, a certain amount of money went into our Christmas account so that by the time September or October came and I was actually starting to buy gifts, I had hundreds of dollars or, you know, sometimes a thousand or two thousand dollars already sitting in a Christmas account. I can't tell you how amazing it is to be able to not have to put things on a credit card and then wonder, holy smokes, how am I going to pay for this come January when it's literally already prepaid and you can just draw that money out in cash or you can throw it on a credit card and then buy the gifts from Amazon or wherever you buy it from. That was the, one of the single biggest things that reduced the number of fights my husband and I had through December was how are we going to pay for these things? Um, so just figuring that out ahead of time and starting those automatic payments from our savings account or our checking account into the Christmas account was holiday changing for us. So if that's not something you've done before or you've never heard of that before, I highly recommend you begin doing that starting January 1st, 2019 or now, just start it now. It's never too late. This is like profit first for the lifestyle win. <laughs> so awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I started doing that long before profit first ever came out, but it is, it is a totally congruent profit first principle. So it works awesome. You know, what's really taught in profit first isn't anything that's like actually brand new. It's just yeah. the way that he teaches it that makes it so awesome. Doable. Yeah. That's what I found. It made it do and made business doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, ladies. So here is an action step for you to take away from our conversation today. It's to share with us at Mama Chiropractors, what are your thoughts? Should we close down the um, social media for the holiday week between Christmas and New Year? What would you think? How would you feel if we just took that time off all together collectively? Awesome. And the other step that we have for you, you are going to love this. We actually have a download for you. We have a free download for you. It's a document 
that lists out most of the things that we talked about today, including uh, kind of a, a gift organizer as well. And you can download that. All you need to do is go to alignedwomen.com slash holiday planner. You can get your free download and start having the kind of holiday that is as stress-free as possible. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, happy Thanksgiving if you are in the U.S. and listening right before the U.S. Thanksgiving. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen and be here with us. We hope that you have a wonderful holiday season over the next few weeks. And we'll see you back here next week for a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women Podcast.